praise the Lord. You're right, Denise. It is about the anointing and the power and the presence of God. Even physically, we're asking for the some money for the build his house. But we're building a house so you guys can bring your friends here. And when they come into this place, like they this morning, if you sense the presence of God this morning, this is where you want your friends and those that aren't saved to be. And all the things that we do is to foster and to enable the presence and the power of God into a meeting. And so they can come in and just sense the love of God, the presence of God in their lives. And so, you know, be encouraged. And I, I'm just going to encourage you this morning. Like Denise said, look, if you're here for the first time, no pressure on giving, right? But let me encourage you from the Word, for those that are going to give, I'm going to be speaking just for about... Uh, 10 minutes I think I say 10 minutes but it could end up being 25 minutes because you know what I want you to be able to give this morning but also as soon as we give we want to go out there and enjoy that sun that yellow thing in the sky that you might not know what it is because you haven't seen it for like eight months it's the sun and so you know that's why it was so hard to get you guys in this morning from out there having coffee Alex, Sean, we haven't seen Sean for a few weeks. He's out there having coffee. It's crazy. Jesus was waiting. He was waiting out there having coffee with him. <laughs> Listen, anyway, let me, let me encourage you this morning uh, before we give at the end. I'm just going to speak for about 10 minutes on this awesome church that the Apostle Paul planted in AD 50. And uh, I'm going to be talking out of the book of Philippians. And so the book of Philippians, just to give you a bit of a, break, uh, a background, the book of Philippians is what they call the prison epistles, right? So four epistles that Paul wrote while he was in jail in Rome. So one of them is uh, Philippians, Ephesians, Colossians, and Philemon. Is that his name? That's how I pronounce him. So four of them. So he's Paul. If you ever find yourself in a prison, this is how you want to be be blessing people he's under arrest in prison and he writes these four amazing letters to these churches that you and i are still feeling the effect ephesians you read the ephesians you know we are blessed in the spiritual places in christ jesus here he's poor he's probably about to die he knows his time's at an end right and so here he is just picture him on this little table he goes i'm about to leave I'm going into the glory. What should I do? Oh, I'm going to bless these churches. I'm going to write these last four letters and send it to them. And one of the letters, Philippians, is what we're going to be talking through uh, today. And so let me give you a bit of background as to what happened. So it was planted by Paul, AD 50, second missionary trip. And uh, if you know the book of Acts, he was given this vision and there's a guy from Macedonia saying, come over, come over and preach the gospel to us. Come over, come over. And so he thinks, okay, this is God. And so off I go. And he goes and he meets, he goes to Philippi. And, and so what happens is when he goes over there, the Bible says that in this town, he normally goes into a synagogue and preaches. But there's no synagogue in this city. Because there's not many Jews, because a lot of most of them are Romans. 
And so if you read the book of Acts, you know he goes down to this little river to find out, to pray. And he finds out there's this Jewish lady called Lydia and she goes down there and she's praying. So he joins them in prayer. And so this is the context of the church beginning. And so he's, he's there, he goes into the city, river, he finds a group of Jewish women getting there and he, play, and he starts to pray with them. And there Lydia was, Lydia was saved, first convert in, the book of, in Philippi. And then, if you know, it's a great story because all of a sudden she gets saved and this little slave woman, little slave girl, who tells the for, her fortunes, and she's really good at it, right? Made a bit of cash for her owner. And she would walk around and follow Paul and Silas all day. These men are here to tell you the salvation of God. Mate, if somebody did that, I'd say, you know what? This is, this is a true story, right? This only happened this week, right? Just, I, know, I didn't know, I wasn't going to mention this lady, but anyway, I got her in my sermon, not for the reason I'm going to give you this, what happened to me. I went to buy some toilet paper off of a shop um, down the road here, and we go there all the time. He knows I'm a pastor. So I go into the shop, and the shop's full, right? And he goes, hey, everybody. Everybody looks around. He goes, this man knows Jesus. <laughs> I'm just here for the toilet paper, mate. <laughs> and then it gets worse. He goes, excuse me, miss. Do you know Jesus? <laughs> and she goes, no. <laughs> excuse me, mister. Because he's a real mocking kind of guy. He doesn't believe that you can know Jesus. He's a very religious guy, right? And he goes, do you know Jesus? And she goes, oh, I'm kind of on the journey. And I'm going. <laughs> and then he asks everybody if they knew Jesus in the shop. And, and he goes to him, he goes, see, you're the only one apart from this lady that knows Jesus. And I said, well, I can introduce him to you if you want. They all just looked at me, he looked at me, and I thought, thanks for the offer, mate. But it was very funny, but uh, very awkward at the same time. You ever got one of these awkward moments that, like, you're the spotlight's on you, even though you weren't going to tell anyone that you're a Christian all of a sudden? They all know you're a Christian. Anyway, so this, this slave woman, this slave girl that tells a fortune, had some kind of insight as to who Paul and Silas were, right? And that they were there to tell them about the way of salvation. And she follows them day after day after day. Three days. This is the men who are going to tell you about salvation. <coughs> Could you imagine that? After three days, Paul's had enough, right? In the beginning, it's like me. If I was in that shop for three days and him saying that, I'd have enough. Anyway, three days later, Paul turns to her and says, In the name of Jesus you demonic influence in her life, telling her, leave her in Jesus' name. And she was set free and the owners were really upset with him because they just lost their livelihood, right? But wow. Anyway, so this is the, uh, this is the story. This is how the church started, right? And so what happened was from there, all hell broke loose because they lost their livelihood, right? And so Paul ends up in a prison. And at midnight, Paul and Silas while they're in chains, feet and hand in the lower part of the prison, complete darkness, in the middle of midnight, they start singing. 
I worship you, almighty God. There is none like you. I don't know if they sang that, but it sounds good, doesn't it? Wouldn't it sound good? Man? They just began to worship God. And all of a sudden, an earthquake happens. Chains come falling off. Doors fling open. And the jailer's about to kill himself. And Paul says, they hate, take it easy, we're all here. And what happens? The jailer gets saved and his family. And lo and behold, the church begins in Philippi. The Philippians church, that's how it was. Lydia, the jailer, his family began a house church. And this is the church that Paul, he loved this church. He loved this church. I'm telling you right now. And uh, he, he the, the, the whole the church began. And it wasn't a very rich church. It actually, when you read, I'll read for you 2 Corinthians 8, 1, 5 to show you how, what Paul thought of this church. And now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches, which is Philippi. In the midst of the very severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity for i testify that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability entirely on their own they urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service to the lord's people and they exceeded our expectations they gave themselves first of all this is what we want westside to do first of all we give ourselves over to the lord and then by the will of god also to us and so this church has begun, not a very rich church, right, but super generous, super generous. And the book itself, the letter itself is amazing because in this letter, there's no rebuke. You know how you get these other letters, like the Greeks, for instance. Sorry, Jim, had to pick on the Greeks. Sleeping with their mother-in-law. It's pretty bad, eh? So Paul has to correct them and say, hey, listen, it's not right. Uh... Isn't it? And so you get all these letters and these rebukes and corrections that Paul gives all these churches. Look, man, you, you can't do this and you can't do that. So he sends them all this letter. But not this one. This one. I mean, if you want to really lift up your spirits and be encouraged, this is the letter for you. This is the letter to read. I mean... Man, think about some of the verses in the book of Philippi, right? He, be, he who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it. Philippians 1.6. Does that make you feel good? For us to me, that means that God has begun a good work in me and he's begun a good work in Clarence's life and he who began the good work is faithful to complete it. That's a really encouraging. And then you go on to chapter uh, 4. It says... You know, verses like, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. That's in, and then at the end of chapter 4, it says, My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. It is an awesome book for you to read. And so this morning, really quickly, I'll just take one because we're going to be, you know, thinking about giving and that's the kind of church we want to be, right? We're not a really rich church. We're like the Philippians in a way, but you guys are super generous. You guys are super generous because we're under this building that was 
purchased by your giving. I'm telling you now, we are in a movement called the ACC and there's about 300 and something churches in New South Wales. We are super blessed. They are having so much trouble trying to find a building, trying to lease a building, trying to buy a building in Sydney now. Is, it's almost impossible. But you guys, because of your generosity, and I know, because we know how many people we got, we know the type of people, we know where you work. Oh no, you know, it's like Big Brother, isn't it? We know where you work, we know how much you give. Listen, I think, ask Pastor Paul in Indonesia, you think, like, in Indonesia, this is true, right? What they do, right? Paul, you correct me if I'm wrong. In Malaysia. Sorry, Indonesians. Susan, sorry, mate. Malaysians. They got, they, got a, they got a board up there. Pastor Paul, Pastor Louie, Pastor Matt. And next to it, it says how much they've given. And the whole church can see it. <laughs> Aren't you glad you're not Malaysian? <laughs> but so, yeah, look, we know. But collectively, it's great. We, we do great. And this is... And I want to encourage you this morning uh, with Philippians 4, 10 to 19 and, and feel Paul, Paul's writing this. He's writing this letter from his jail because as you read, you'll find the Philippians, they loved Paul so much. They knew where he was and they sent a gift, a financial gift to him to help him out where he was. And here it is, and this is, this is the Apostle Paul writing back to him from verse 10 of chapter 4. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I'm in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. This guy is amazing. What? Rich? Poor? starving food jail no jail shipwreck no shipwreck 50 lashes no 50 lashes i have learned to be content how his relationship with jesus that word this morning he knew what it was to have his feet placed upon the rock which is christ and doesn't matter what was going on around him he knew that in everything christ was supreme supreme in my, my, my welfare, supreme in my financials, supreme in my spirituality, supreme in every circumstance I go through, he is Lord. And that's why he learned to be content. You've got to get to that place where, you know what, Lord? Woo! I don't care what's going on around me. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. And he says, I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Yet, it was good of you to share in my troubles. Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out from Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving except you only. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent aid to me more than once when I was in need. Not that I desire your gifts. <laughs> Paul is just so good, isn't he? What I desire is that more be credited to your account. 
I have received full payment and have more than enough. I am amply supplied now that I've received from Epaphroditus. <laughs> these Greek names, man. Why can't they be like George? You know, now that I received from George the gifts you sent me. What's his name, Jim? Epaphroditus. See, that's easier to say in Greek than what it is in English. Um, so he, they sent yeah, the gifts that you've sent. They are fragrant offering and acceptable sacrifice pleasing to God. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. You know, these guys were so thoughtful. They were the only church to think about Paul and to think about his ministry, think about his welfare, to think about what he was going through. And you know what? I, I love that about the Philippians because, you know, if you, you want people like that. You want people to take note. Okay, for instance, Westside, you know, we, they've got a vision. They're doing it a bit tough here and there. And people take that on board. They took that on board and say, you know what? I want to be a blessing first. Lord, I want to look to you and say, Father God, what is it that you want me to do? What is it that you want me to give? Because I know and I sense in my heart, without me saying a word, people are like that in Westside. I'm telling you right now, there are times where there hasn't been like financially in a good place and Pastor Louis panics because you panic, right? <laughs> it's just part of your sinful nature. It's like, you know, trusting God. Anyway, but you know what? Again, I do exactly what Paul said. Lord, you know what? This is your church and you're growing it. I just trust you. And then all of a sudden, a big sum of money comes in. And I think to myself, you know what, Lord? It's you. I'll take my hat off to you. And it's just, it's just brilliant. And these, these are the kind of people that were thoughtful towards Paul. They were concerned. And they wanted to share in Paul's troubles. They wanted to help Paul in his ministry. And they were very generous with his gifts, not just once, but more. Even when people, no one was helping Paul out, these people were helping Paul. And, and it's just amazing to me. And this is what I think uh, is probably the crux of the message and the giving this morning. He says this, not that I, was, I needed anything. I didn't need anything because he's worked out how to be content. But what he wanted to do was allow them in their giving to kind of there's an account that's what he says right he says that uh, will be credited to your account there's an account where is it it's in heaven there's a there's a account in heaven and he says i wanted you for your giving to be accredited to your account the bible says where your treasure is there your heart is your giving and, into, and it goes into this account in heaven and it just builds and builds and builds and builds and one day when you get into the glory, an eternal bank balance, God will see it, open the vault and say, Pastor Louis, you gave 25 cents. Nah. Hey, 25 cents is all right if that's what I've got. You know, remember, just, it's not about the amount. It's about your heart. The, that's what Jesus' whole story was about the widow who had the little mite. She gave more than all the rest who gave out of their abundance. So it's not about, it's about the attitude of your heart. But 
let me say that Paul's going, I want you to have something in glory and in eternity. And I the same, in the past, you're the same, that you would have something accredited to your account. It's brilliant. I love it. And it says, where no one can steal, or, like, you know, there's so many scammers. There's no scammers in heaven, hallelujah. There's no more phone calls. Hey, you've got a park, you've got a package, you want to pick it up, just hook onto this link. There's no scammers in heaven, right? There's no rust. Nothing will take away from that which you give. It's all there waiting for you, which is awesome, right? And, and so this morning, we're about to, to give. It's going to be credited to your account. And, and here's the cherry on top, okay? When you credit, you think, okay, is that only for heaven or what? No, because he says here in his message, no one... Um, was involved in the matter of giving and receiving except for you the giving and receiving i know we don't give just to receive but there's a principle of god when you give you will receive paul says it it's right through there god will supply you seed why because you can give more it's like giving and receiving. I thank you for that job, Lord. I thank you for the blessing, Lord. Now I'm going to tithe. Now I'm going to give, right? And so it's a matter of giving and receiving. Giving and receiving. Just like the word. Giving, receiving, giving, receiving. That's all it is. It's awesome. And God does it, right? And that's the kind of cherry on top. And this is what happens when God sees it. And Paul, Paul speaks about it here. We're now giving is given in the right attitude, the right heart of what we give. It says they are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. And then it goes on to say, my God will supply all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. This morning, Westside, let your giving be fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God, and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Amen. Father, we just thank you for your kindness to us, to us, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for our names written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Lord, you saved us. That word this morning you gave us. We our feet upon a on Christ, the solid rock. And we stand on that, Father God. And, and we just thank you for the abundance in our lives. We thank you for our family, Lord. We thank you for our kids, our grandkids. We thank you for all, all the provision you've given us, Lord. We live in Australia, which is a pretty awesome place to live, Father God. And, and Lord, your hand has been upon us. And, and Lord, we just thank you, Father God, for those that you have saved through Westside. And we thank you for those you are going to save, Lord. We just thank you that you keep our kids, Lord, on the path of righteousness and bring them into the knowledge of the truth. And Lord, we thank you for all that you've done. And, and Lord, this offering, we just want to, Lord, give it to you and say, Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, for, for all that you've done, Lord. And, and we just pray that, Father God, this offering will go towards the building of your house, the building of your kingdom, Father God. And, and Lord, we just ask as people give that you will, according to your word, that you will give back, pressed down, shaken together and running over. That, Lord, our, our cupboards and will not be able to, Lord, contain the blessing of God upon our lives so father we thank you for this morning be blessed in jesus name
Let's up, take up the offering this morning as the, as the worship leader. Let's sing.